Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And surprise, I'm your host, Mikhail Steiner. That's right, triple host episode. Also, this has been a very, very busy week in nerd news, so this way is better so we can conquer as a group and go through a whole lot of things. Like, Friday in and of itself was a huge day with kind of everything dropping for good and bad, and we're definitely getting to some of that for sure. But to start off, we're each going to have our own segment this week of sort of a mini lightning round, just going through quick headlines, and I will kick us off. So to start off, I'm not sure if this is because the bar I have for the DCU properties is flat and on the ground, or if I'm still just fatigued from watching the Snyder Cut. But the trailer for the Suicide Squad was released this week, and based on what was shown, it looks genuinely fun and enjoyable. The film sees the return of Viola Davis, Margot Robbie, and Joel Kinnaman, but it also welcomes Idris Elba, David Smallchin, John Cena, Sarsis Stallone, and many more, even those slides just in voice alone, as new additions to the cast. Warner Brothers reportedly doesn't want us to view this as a direct sequel to the 2016 quote-unquote Oscar-winning with a huge asterisk film of the same name, but can you blame us? Eh, we'll see. A National Treasure series has been greenlit for Disney+, Plus, with one major difference. Namely, no more Benjamin Gates, also known as Nicolas Cage. Instead, according to Deadline, the protagonist will be, quote, Jess Morales, a 20-year-old dreamer who, with her diverse group of friends, sets off on an adventure of a lifetime to uncover her mysterious family history and recover lost treasure. Next up, we have... We didn't talk about this when we news first broke a few weeks ago, but for those in the know, the WWE Network, the streaming service for worldwide wrestling entertainment that's had, like, pay-per-view going back to the 1980s and all the new stuff and everything else. It's just like a vault of content. It's actually really, really redundant now because a lot of that content is going to be appearing on Peacock for like just $5 if you want. The McMahon family likely made a ton of money off of this deal as if they need much more of it. But the latest news concerning this whole deal is that Peacock is reportedly going to go through old footage to remove instances of racism. Now, if you, like myself, have been even a casual viewer of racism any time in the past 20 years... You know they need to hire someone for an entirely different full-time job just to commit to this because there is oh so much racist and best case scenario questionable content that's been produced by WWE and WWF and WCW over the years. But someone's about to get paid for months and hopefully they come on the better side at the end and they're doing it for our benefit. Yeah, be- before we get to your, to your last bullet point, so you're a casual viewer of racism or you're also a casual viewer of wrestling? Oh, my bad. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yes. I'm a casual yeah, viewer of wrestling. I feel like it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> if you have viewed racism, you know that wrestling is a part of it. Like, <laughs> just wanted to make sure, because we were talking about wrestling and racism. You said casual view of racism. So ah, just, thank just you. Sure. Yeah. See, look, we they're, improv they're that to a funny moment. <laughs> they're definitely interwoven. Like, especially because impression of wrestling to have a gimmick. A lot of times when you're lazy, you just boil people down to like one, one note. And that can very easily skew into negative areas. So yes, someone's about to get paid, spend months diving in WWE's vault of content going back to who knows when. I won't go down like the greatest hit list of racist moments, but you know you, you know them. They're there. We all know about them. And lastly, I almost jumped out of my bed and started singing gospel music yesterday because I realized that Invincible, the animated series based on a comic book co-created by Robert Kirkman, 
not only debuted on Amazon Prime, but debuted with three episodes that were each 45 minutes apiece. I think it's got to binge the entire morning. This is a show that I've been, a, a comic, I should say, that I've been a fan of for a good 10, 15 years at least. And just seeing it actually come to fruition the way that it has, where three episodes deep, which is a pretty good sample size, it's a very accurate depiction of the series of what I had going in my mind the entire time. So I and many, many Invincible fans, I know Mikhail included, are very excited about this. And I will shut up now and let my co-hosts say what they think about these topics. I am excited for some things and I don't care about some things, which also seems on brand for me. (laughs) Things that I don't particularly care about is the DCEU, which I feel is their fault. Like, I feel like I could have cared. I just don't anymore. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. We'll see. Maybe Suicide Squad... AKA Idris Elba will win me back. We'll see. Ah, uh, WWE. Like, I watch it knowing that it's going to be annoying. Because the wrestling part of it is like meh for me. Although I do love Trinity Fatu, I'm down for it. I will watch anything that she does and Nia yes. Jax. So, you know, maybe they should just do that. National Treasure Series? <sighs> I I really want this to be good. The history part of me wants this to be good. The, like, activist part of me wants it to be like she's stealing things from museums and, like, returning them to their peoples. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited about it. Um, And I'm excited about Invincible because you all are excited about Invincible. And that is why I will watch it. In ten years. (laughs) Maybe. Possibly. Accurate. (laughs) That could be tomorrow, given the time dilation effect. Also that. true. So, like, just just keep that in mind. You're throwing out <laughs> no. units of time like they mean something. <laughs> Anyways. Regarding James Gunn's Suicide Squad, I think the one thing that, that you didn't mention that's the most exciting thing for me personally is that it features Starro. I left that for you on purpose. The giant starfish. And yes. It's, it's great. And when I saw the giant starfish, it's like, I actually want to see this movie right now which happens with every single DCEU movie, despite my better judgment. It's been an adventure since Man of Steel, and we've gone in a lot of different directions for a lot of different reasons. There's a giant starfish, though, that's attacking things. Like, how can you make me, like, not want to watch that? Like, it's, it's not possible. It's not possible. National Treasure, I think Victoria should become the showrunner for that so that we can get her vision of... <laughs> Jess Morales stealing from museums and returning them back to the threats for owner. Victoria for showrunner. Hashtag that. (laughs) I don't know enough about wrestling to comment on that other than the fact that, yes, this makes sense that there are a lot of instances of racism. I watch Glow too, so I have some idea. (laughs) And as far as Invincible goes, I just want to say, like, Stephen Yoon's having a really, really good week. Because, like, he's fresh off of all of his Oscar nominations. Like, he has Invincible coming out. And, like, as far as I can see, it's, like, critically acclaimed and adored by the audiences. And he has a new Netflix series coming out where he stars opposite Ali Wong. Like, he stays winning this week. And I'm, I'm here for it. Like, give Steven Yoon everything. So, that, those are my contributions. Okay. So, with that, I'm going to take it. Um, And I'm going to try and go fast, mostly because, again, all of my things this week are, like, so on brand. It's a little bit ridiculous. So, I have four things this week. The first is 
Epic, which is a fairy tale anthology from the minds of Once Upon a Time, which I haven't watched because I just don't care about Snow White. But this fairy tale anthology is retelling a ton of fairy tales. So maybe I will start to care about Snow White again. Also, maybe we could have, like, as a German, I would like to have non-German fairy tales. That would be great. We could feature something else. And the other exciting news about this anthology is we've got a casting announcement. So Ellie or Eleanor Fanyinka is going to be one of the lead characters. We don't know which character yet, but one of the leads. And she's actually fresh off the set of another long-awaited fantasy that we've talked about a couple of times on the show, which is Neil Gaiman's Sandman. So we're going to get two things pretty back-to-back from her, which I am excited about. In Marvel-ish news, there is... Hopefully, they are in talks to do a Disney Plus series on Echo. This is technically a Hawkeye spinoff. So Echo is Maya Lopez, who is a deaf Native American, and her power is the ability to perfectly copy anyone's movements, including their fighting style. We all know I'm here for the diversity, so I'm super excited about this. I'm super excited about the possibility of kind of like mostly ASL show. I think that that would be really cool. So we'll see how that works out. In history news, kind of, I guess, it's close. Uh, Mahalia is a new biopic on Mahalia Jackson. It is going to be on Lifetime, coming out on April 3rd. And Mahalia Jackson, if you don't know, is one of the most influential singers of, I would say, all time, but definitely of the last, you know, 50, 60 years. Not only was she a singer who did a lot of kind of gospel singing, but she was kind of hailed as an influencer for blues, rock and roll, all of those different types of things. And of course, a civil rights leader and a personal friend to Martin Luther King Jr. So a lot of times you'll see Mahalia Jackson in pictures of Martin Luther King. If he's giving a speech with a group of people, you could probably find Mahalia Jackson in that picture. And she's just super awesome. And so I'm super excited that she's getting a biopic and she will be portrayed by Danielle Brooks. And finally, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to start with the term Muslim punk, because I think that should tell you how excited I am. There is a new show set to stream on Peacock, which I think is how we have to say it on this show, uh, called We Are Lady Parts, which is an epic name for a band. Lady Parts is a good name for a band. And it is a Muslim punk band, and they are trying to find a lead guitarist and get their first gig. So they find this guitarist who's really good, but she's also a PhD student. Can we talk about epic backstories here? I'm super excited. And so they end up bribing her because what she really wants to do is she really wants to, like, finish her degree and find a husband. And so they tell her that they will set her up on dates for every time she plays a gig. And so I just, it's a musical comedy, another phrase that I really like. I'm super excited about the diversity amongst Muslims that we're seeing. We have a black woman, we have some hijabis, we have a niqabi. I'm super duper excited. And also, again, they all have backstories, 
Which makes me think and be hopeful for, like, actual character development. Maybe I'm getting too far ahead of myself. But those are the things that I have for you today. They really, they really got the Victoria Bingo card all, all sorted they out. They did. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. This is, this is a really cool lineup, especially uh, with the fact that, like, Peacock um, seems to be actually developing a catalog that may be worth watching outside of The Office, which is not a sentence <laughs> I thought I would be saying, honestly. Uh, Epic's exciting, just generically. I, I too would like to see non-Germanic fairy tales just as like a general concept in the world. And yeah, Mahalia sounds like an interesting biopic that that comes out soon. Like April is in fact next week, which is a weird sentence to also say. Keep your thoughts. Yeah, so I will say this. It's a bit presumptuous, even though I'm sure they've earned it, for like Marvel to make a spinoff of a show we haven't seen yet already. <laughs> like, hold on. Right? We haven't even seen Hawkeye yet. How are you going to already have a spinoff of this? Like, no, it's like what the rappers do when, like, a rapper gets a label that's on to a rapper that had another label, so on and so forth. But, hey, they've earned it at this point. They've made billions for over a decade. Be great. Um, Mahalia sounds great. I admittedly had to Google who this was, and then someone saw our picture. I'm like, oh, that's that person. Yeah, I've seen her pictures everywhere. So I am somewhat familiar, at least. And Mother Bunch just sounds awesome and amazing for all the right reasons, and I'm sure this would not be the last time we talk about it on this show. Should we take a break, folks? I think we should take a break. Let's do it. All right, we are back and refreshed, and we're ready to talk about capitalism yet again. Woohoo! I don't know how this keeps happening, but it, it does. It's part of the the because capitalism is the worst. There's nothing substantiated yet, but there's talk around the text period this week, and it was a flurry of potentially interesting murmurs and rumors, but uh, Microsoft may be trying to acquire Discord for a price tag of like $10 billion. And we don't have any more information other than a couple scattered news reports that saying like, this is something that may have been in the works for quite some time, Discord looking for a buyer. It's nothing unexpected. It's nothing out of the blue. But it is like a possibility of like Discord growing corporate and being integrated into a much larger framework, which lots of messy feelings about, right? Because like we've we've all come to love Discord for like a variety of different reasons, especially during the pandemic, which saw a huge boost in both like Discord use generically and also the Black Nerd Problems Discord, which you can find in our newsletter. We have to plug that. We're sponsored by them, technically. But yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing that is that is in the background, sort of like what happens when Discord goes full-on capitalist as opposed to like slightly independent capitalist. Um, but this does mean that if they do get integrated into the Microsoft Office suite, I could convince my company to start using Discord over MS Teams. So like, you know, weighing the good and evil, it's still very evil. But I get to use Discord on my work computer and not feel bad about it afterwards. So, uh, moving on. Uh, Marvel announced something pretty disruptive in the comics distribution industry when they're making a deal with Penguin Random House to be their worldwide distributor. And this is kind of what happened like in early season pandemic where DC switched over to uh, Lunar and a couple other places. This is slightly less like 
disruptive to like local comic book shops in some way and slightly more disruptive in other ways. It's a big deal that Marvel is switching to Penguin Random House. It's a big deal that Diamond no longer has this complete stranglehold on the Diamond Distrib- the comics distribution uh, industry. So like, no one really knows what's gonna happen. There's a lot of like great like write-ups from a lot of people who are much more well-versed in the industry than I am. So you, you can seek those out. Um, Morgan Perry from Boom Studios had a great Twitter thread that like walked through a lot of these key points and bullet points there. So who knows what's going to happen there, but Diamond is it's going to have an interesting time recovering after generating a lot of bad will over the last however many years. Moving on, Ronnie Del Carmen, the co-director of Inside Out, is developing an animated feature film for Netflix that will be rooted in the lore and mythologies of the Philippines. That's it, I'm sold. I don't need any more information. Put that directly into my veins. Do not pass go, do not collect $200, just get me, please. We got a trailer for the My Hero Academia movie, the third one that we have gotten so far. It's truly a blessed day. And today, season five also premieres, so like just My Hero content is great. And we also got uh, the confirmation that there would be a Jujutsu Kaisen movie in development that focuses on the prequel manga. So it focuses on a different character, but set in the same universe. It sets up a lot of tones for what happens in the manga. So I imagine that will set a lot of the tone for what will happen in the uh, second season of the anime. This is a trend that's been going on with like Demon Slayer, so like I'm here for it. Give me full feature length films to tie me over while the other season's in development. And I'm sneaking, I'm sneaking a fifth bullet point because I feel like it's worth mentioning in some capacity. Beloved children's author Beverly Cleary passed away this week. And like she died at 104, which is like a very like long life to have led. And like, it's just incredible, like looking at her bibliography and like all of the memorable characters and works that she has produced. And like, I don't know anyone who hasn't read at least one of her books throughout the time span. So uh, rest in peace, Beverly, you, you've done, you've done more than enough. And we thank you for, for everything you did for our childhood. So. So, my feelings on these things. I mean, I think we know my feelings on the first two things. Um, Capitalism which is, is horrible. Okay, well, I just, I want everyone to add an actual definition to free market and to monopoly into their just general, their general vernacular. Because you know, I could talk a long time about capitalism, but we play the game Monopoly, and the whole point is that you don't, once a person gets to having Monopoly, they have won the game, and nobody else can do anything. Everyone else is is just done. That's based on real life, people. So, just, you know, a thing to keep in mind. I am glad that we are moving away from just Diamond. I think that that is cool. Again, kind of talking about monopolies, I feel like at this point Marvel can do whatever they want and no one's going to say anything. But I do also just have a childhood love of any book that has the little penguin symbol on the fr- like on the side because they always put it on the spine too. So that's kind of cool and fun. It's going to make organizing my comic book shelf really annoying. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. 
The Ronnie Del Carmen news, however, is something that when I saw it, I was like, oh, Mikkel's going to take that. And I'm super excited for it as well. Again, more non-Germanic like lore is great. And I am super excited about animated things and it's going to be great. I'm excited. My Hero Academia still haven't finished. I'll get there eventually. I'm glad there's going to be a movie. Beverly Cleary. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Is it sad that she passed? Absolutely. However, she has done so much good that I think that this can be a, a fairly positive way to end the episode. In that I have just, I've read so many of hers, but also, I mean, we all know that I'm a bibliophile. I've worked in bookstores. I've taught reading. I still kind of, sort of teach reading. Um, I was a nanny for quite a long time. So I, Beverly Cleary has been kind of a staple in every stage of my life, in every single job that I've had. I have recommended her books. I've seen how her books make kids light up. I've seen how kids get into reading through the stories in her books because they're so relatable and um, they're just kind of like an easy on-ramp to reading because they're actually about things that kids care about. So yes, it is sad. She will absolutely be missed, but I think she's definitely one of those authors who will live on forever in her extensive, extensive number of books. So hopefully it will get even more children into Ramona and Beezus and Henry and Ribsy because the dogs are always actually the best characters. Um, but I just love Beverly Cleary and I... Yeah, she's she's basically immortal. That's, that's a good way to put it. It's no Puggles uplifting thing, but it is it is very uplifting to hear the lasting impact and good that she has left in this Absolutely. world. So. And also, continuing the segment of finding out about more and more victorious jobs. <laughs> oh, there are so many. There are so many. If there were a multiverse and I had a job in all of the multiverses, I'm just doing them all now in this universe. Are you multi-classing for a career? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the stat distributions work, right? Like, you get the, it's all like stacked in, like, all the, the wisdom and instats. It's just piling it up on top oh. of the jury, so you get all of the bonuses. So, like, it works. It's fine. It's good. Proficient in everything. Oh, we are going so nerdy right now. <laughs> it's okay, but with that, I want to thank everyone for joining us this week. If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, if you want to request surprise Mikkel hosts all the time, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. It is no longer a surprise, but I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. <laughs> Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good one, y'all.